Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, February 5th. You are listening to The Cheats Movement on WRIR. Another very exciting episode today. I got to keep it real with you. Got to give you a full disclosure before we go into this episode. There's a lot that's been happening over the last uh, 24, 48, 72 hours or so as it comes to our community here in Richmond, our community as a Commonwealth of Virginia, and that has significantly impacted today's show. I had a whole show lined up for you. Gigi Broadway is here. We'll pull her in in a little bit. But the truth of the matter is, we had a show in which on the show we were going to talk to different people about different things. Last week there was a big uh, State of the City speech that was given by Mayor Stoney. We were going to try our best to get Mayor Stoney on the show. Unfortunately, it did not work out. And then Friday, late afternoon, all hell broke loose. Um, you guys have been following the story with Governor Ralph Northam uh, and you know what's been happening with him, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But I do have to say that the events of the last 24 to 48 to 72 hours, particularly surrounding uh, Governor Ralph Northam, uh, has really put a put a monkey wrench into our show and our prepping and the people we we're supposed to interview and the things that we we're really going to talk about. So we are going to do a show. We're excited about the show. I do think there's some good segments in the show. Gigi Broadway uh, rides along with me for the entire episode and we're able to do some really uh, fun things. But there's a couple things that we just couldn't get done. Um, we couldn't get done uh, an interview with with the mayor that we wanted to do that was not focused on anything that's happened in the last 72 hours per se, but really what happened last week on the huge State of the City speech. Hopefully we'll have him on on the next episode to talk about that. And then we were supposed to have a couple of other interviews, or I was planning on having a couple more interviews that did talk a little bit about what's happened uh, in the governor's mansion over the last uh, couple of days. Unfortunately, this is a really rapidly moving topic. It's a sensitive topic, and we just I just wasn't able to get those interviews completed. So, we are having a great inter- we're going to have a great episode. Lots still to talk about. We will get into some of the stuff that's happened over the last 2 to 3 days uh, with Gigi Broadway, and then we'll do some other stuff. We'll talk about some other stuff that is actually happening in our lives, happening in the city, and it's important to us, and a pretty fun segment on hip-hop culture and MCs that we find are the smoothest hip-hop Hall of Fame. All of that is coming up, but at first, as always, hey, wait a second. This is Black History Month. We should actually change up our song to represent the month that it is. So, as opposed to, as always, Dipset, we're going to give you a little public enemy. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cheats Movement on WRIR. It is February 5th, another Tuesday. I am back with my co-host, Gigi Broadway. Gigi, how you feeling? 
feeling good, man. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. We, you know, we don't talk about this enough amongst ourselves, me and you. Do you believe in Black History Month? Or do you, do you believe in Black History Month? I, I have mixed feelings about Black History Month. Do tell. Because, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know if I feel like it's a pander. Like, you know, it's great that we have it and that we're being acknowledged and that it's a thing. But it's like on the same note, it shouldn't have to be a thing. You know what I mean? Like it should be incorporated into all of history and not like the shortest month of the year. Alex. You know what I mean? So I have mixed feelings. Do you feel that by having one month declared Black History Month that it is basically like you're saying disrespectful for the 11? Like shouldn't every month be Black History Month or do you actually appreciate the recognition that they made Black History Month a month where everyone in America should care about the history and the plight of black people in America. My question is, why pick the shortest month of the year? You know <laughs> who, what I mean? Who picked February? Who like, picked February? How did that happen? And why? If any of our listeners, that is a good question. If any of our listeners know the history, the origin of why February was named Black History Month, please email us. The Cheats Movement at Gmail. Explain it. We'll read your explanation if it's right on the air next week. Yes. We need to do some Black History Month recognitions as we go through February and we do our February episodes. I am actually a believer. Go figure. You and me are. Me and you are a little bit different. Go figure. I am a believer in Black History Month. I believe. I do believe that Black History should be taught better in school. I think it should be taught all year round. I believe all of that. But, given the history of this country, Mm. if we need to make a designation to teach people about Dr. King again, because that's all they do. That's all they do? They have the same four people they teach. (laughs) Like, Martin Luther King was great. Harrington Tubman existed. Right. Uh, Malcolm X, he did something. Black, You know, like... (laughs) They have the same people that they teach in Black History Month over over. and over again. So I do think we need to do a better job of that. That needs to be much, much better. With that said, this is on the spot, too. Uh If you had a Black History hero. So we have a couple of episodes this month, at least two, right? If you have a Black History Month hero that may not be on the beating path, that people should look up, research, find out their legacy and appreciate Black History Month, who do you think, who would be your selection as a Black History Month hero? That's a phenomenal question. I'd have to go with Marcus Garvey, man. Marcus Garvey is not taught enough. You're exactly right. You know, Marcus Garvey and the Pan-African Movement, not taught nearly enough about what uh, that brother did, mm-hmm. how he was a leader. So that is yours. Yep. I will say people need to know the legacy of Paul Roberson. Paul mm. Roberson is... Uh, just an amazing, amazing human. He was an amazing human being, had an amazing life, like a star athlete, uh, actor, like a big African-American television star. Um, just Paul Robes, a writer, like a humanitarian, a global humanitarian. People need to know much more about Paul Roberson. So that would be my right now. For the first two, those are really good. We did, we're on the good. spot. We did really good. Yeah. Marcus Garvey, Paul Roberson. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have Black History Month heroes, or just black heroes in general. The Cheats movement is always welcome to those. So two things. 
Email us if you know the origin behind why February is Black History Month. And then email us also your Black History Month heroes. And we'll try to read some of them on the air. Because it's very important for our listeners to really appreciate black heroes in America. Ones that just contributed to American society and society, global society, as a... a, That's just important to us, right? That's right. That's right. So how's your week been? (laughs) 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 A little bit going on here in Richmond, I don't know. Not too much. I mean, you know, nothing happening. There was a a football game. (laughs) Porzingis got traded. Uh, There's a lot going on. We would be remiss, I guess, in what we do as a community show that's based here in Richmond. One that talks about a lot of current events, the one that talks about politics. We would be remiss and actually absolutely tone deaf if we didn't talk about what's been going on since last Friday uh, in right here in our city in the governor's mansion. I will have to start, Gigi, you know this, and anybody that's listened to this show worth the salt knows that I do work for a elected official in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never hid that. I do not say that this is CNN or Fox. I do not say that this is fair and balanced journalism. I am my history for people that do know is, you know, I'm a blogger that started a blog that was basically in hip hop culture, and I've been blessed and lucky enough to be able to take those to, you know, to this airway that you're listening to today. So I've never, you know, made any hidden statements about I am a Democrat. I am a progressive democrat um, you know what i mean i i say all that because there will be people listening to this show and listening to to me and listening to you and really want you know us to go ham on conspiracy theories or ham on things that we don't know all the facts about we are going to talk about what we do know in regards to the governor's situation um just about everybody <laughs> in the democratic party has called on uh, Ralph Northam to resign after a story broke Friday evening, last Friday evening, about his medical college, his medical school yearbook, where under his page of pictures of him, there was a picture of uh, clearly someone in blackface, like derogatory blackface, and a Klan's robe with a caption under it. Um, saying something about drinking alcohol and it, it, it was it was horrible, deplorable, extremely bad um, to compound like immediately after that for those of you who've been tracking the story, Ralph Northam released a statement Friday night that basically said that he was in the photo, deeply regretted it, took kind of responsibility for it. Later that evening, <laughs> he released a video. In the video, I don't know if he acknowledges if he's one of the two people in the photo, but he does again apologize to this, the the Virginians. Says he has a lot, you know, says that there's a lot of work to be done. He wants to be able to leave that lead that effort. He is not resigning. Um, he he said that, and then Gigi, we get to Saturday's <laughs> press conference think it was saturday at 2 30 or something of that nature in which he actually faces reporters in the governor's mansion by this time most of everyone has called for him to resign not everyone but most of everyone has called for him to resign after at the press conference on saturday is when he actually said it was not him in the photo yeah. right he says it's not him in the photo he says he doesn't have any recollection of that that is not his character he does then go further 
to recall a time in which he was in a dance contest. Uh, he's a Michael Jackson fan, and apparently he did some version of blackface. It's very, I mean, he the way he says it, he's like, uh, put some shoe polish or something on his face under his eyes to, I guess, help him dance better or something of that extent. Oh, my goodness. So, again... Uh, and then he, but he basically says at that point he's not in the photo. He doesn't recall the photo, but he does remember this time, the same year, 1984, um, in San Antonio, in which he put some shoe polish on his face to enter a Michael Jackson dance contest. Um, <laughs> and this is all that's happened. This is real life. Like this is really happening. So after that press conference, anyone that hadn't called for him to resign basically did call for him to resign at that point so i mean i think every uh you know kind of the you know organizational group statewide office basically said he's lost like they've lost confidence in him to be able to lead on this issue as of the time we're recording this gg it's monday night governor northam still has not resigned he is still in office even though everyone has called for him to resign this is what we know um I don't know what to say. Just like your thoughts. Like, how do you process this? Well, I don't know, man. It's it's tricky because, I mean, it was 35 years ago, right? 1984 so, is when the book was published. You know, the first thing I think about is because I'm a, I'm a lady of actions. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say this. Now, let me throw the disclaimer. I am not like condoning the picture at all. But there's a but. There's a but. What is your but? Please I, explain. Okay, so I was thinking back in history, like, and honestly, tell, now, tell me if I'm right or wrong. But You're I probably think, wrong. <laughs> no. You're probably wrong. Go ahead. Tell, okay, so the progression, I, I think about the progression of of black people, uh, you know, throughout history and, and the you know, politics. Two names come to mind. Lyndon B. Johnson and Abraham Lincoln. Now, those are the two people you think of when you think of the progression of black people well, in politics. Thing. Here's the thing because <laughs> we already have a problem. We already have a problem. No, listen, because okay, Lyndon B. Johnson was like a known racist, right? But yet he did a lot for the civil rights movement, did he not? Kicking and screaming, he uh, did the Civil Rights Act of he did the Civil Rights Act and ultimately the Voting Act. He did not want to do my interpretation of this is he did not want to do either one of those, but. He obviously was stitching together a Democratic Party that the Republican, you know, the Southern strategy and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to filibuster. Go ahead, continue your no, point. See, because my interpretation was he did want to do it, and he got a lot of resistance for doing it. So I don't know. Sure, I mean, mm. yeah, we'll 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 have to. I am under the impression that America in the '60s had such of a race problem, and it was not one in which black people maybe as in 2019 mm-hmm. are a little bit more splintered i think black people in 1964 <laughs> 65 were a little more unified in regards to message and leadership so i think that he was forced to make some decisions for his political life i don't know man i just feel like it's a different time we couldn't even imagine i mean we'd just be frank neither one of us were alive in in the time where the civil rights act passed or the voters right uh act passed but from what we understand of this tumultuous time mm-hmm. like you could literally go to dr king and 
you know, you could literally go to the organizers of SNCC and you could literally go to the, NL, the organizers of the NAACP and it was a real thing. Like, it changed. Like, you can call on all those people right now and all those people called on Ralph Northam to resign. And guess what? He's still there right now. You know what still I mean? There. Like, I just think the power... Does it make sense? The power... Because in the power sphere of the black church, all of those guys were preachers. The power sphere of the black church was different in the 60s. Yeah. So, I'm, but again... I'm taking your time. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just like action. So it, it was it was a step that moved us forward. We, we know what Lincoln did for us, you know. So I, I just feel like something and I'm not, you know, trying to downplay it because I mean, it was a horrible picture. It's a horrible thing. But he besides that, what has he done that's been a detriment? Right. So that, and, that, and that's one of the things that is I think people that are. Again, it's very hard to find people that are in support of him staying in leadership, but there are people that are in support of his character. Right. Um, and yeah, like it's been hard pressed for his time as a doctor, as his time in the military, as his time uh, in public service to find someone that would say that dude is racist. Right. Like that dude. Um, and so I think here's the thing, though. I think that makes it even more shocking to people that put a lot of trust in him. Right. Um, To be the leader of the Commonwealth. And let's just face it. He has done the Medicaid expansion. He's done some good things. That's what I'm saying. Uh, But I feel like people and and I've got to defer to people smarter than me on this. I mean, I'm deferring to the statements that were made by the Legislative Black Caucus. You know what I mean? These are people that are like he you know, he's betrayed. He's compromised his uh, ability to lead. He's betrayed their trust to a way that they don't feel like. They could go through the next ten, two years as him in leadership. And, I mean, I think that was the key. If he lost all the people legislatively and politically and community-wise that are supposed to support him, yeah, then he's lo- I think he's lost the ability to lead. And if he lost the ability to lead, the only reason they're staying down is ego over everything else, right? Like, Well, unless he wholeheartedly believes that he is in there to make a difference like i just i mean it's it was a horrible picture but like i feel like everything he's done up until now far far outweighs a bad decision from 35 years ago i i I, you are not the only person that believes that like i said but moving forward i think one of the challenges that i think all of us have to everyone has to wrestle with people that support him i mean i voted for him yeah uh, I don't know. I don't know if you voted. I did. You know, I don't know if your libertarian actions allowed you to vote. Um, and, and, and yeah, so I do think that. Um, but I, I I voted for him because I thought he was, and I think you know I thought he was the person at at the time best suited to lead Virginia forward. If he is not in a position of leadership with the people. That you know what I mean with the legislators, with all the other community members of the all the politicians, and he and, and they're not going to follow his lead anymore, mm-hmm. uh, based off of what they feel is trust broken. Um, I, I do think it's difficult for him to move forward, and difficult enough where, I mean, it's safe to say, like I I, I think he should step down, move aside, and allow the the part of this to to. to move forward and heal but i mean that's not novel news at this point like again everyone in politics and everyone like a lot of community folks there's not a lot of people kind of saying that the northam should stay at this moment i mean are people moving off of emotion 
Yes. Or is it? Because oh, I feel like he's absolutely. still the person for the job. You know what I mean? I just, I, I strongly feel like that. That is very, very. Uh, yeah, I think the emotional pull of this. I think it's been a very emotional few days. It I think has. it's been draining on people. You know what I mean? Of, I, I feel, I feel like it's been draining for people, especially the people that actually like the governor. Right. You know, voted for the governor and supported the governor. I think it's been extremely draining and yeah i mean the other challenge of this whole thing is what's the timetable right like mm. literally the picture probably came out friday at four o'clock five o'clock something of that nature right there were rallies organized to protest the governor's mansion um i want to say saturday morning as early as saturday morning right and it's and and we know we, we know we know that happens is that again the this society that we live in last episode that we were we've had together we were talking about kind of mob mentality we we're talking about fire fest we were talking about how social media plays such a role in kind of the fabric of american society now there you know there's good and and bad things i'm not saying that they shouldn't have organized i'm not saying that i mean uh, it, it may, you know, people need to let their voice be heard, especially when you're talking about public officials. Yeah. Not to switch it back to the culture, but sure. why, where was this outrage when Drake got caught in blackface? Because that's where I, I wanted this outrage for him. But anyway, I feel- you know what I mean? Like, where was that? What's the difference? Here? Here's the thing, though. I feel like there was a lot of outrage about Drake and blackface. I, I didn't see it. I think. And I was looking hard <laughs> I like for was, it. I feel like the reason. You know, and not again, not to go completely off the subject, but it will segue segue into our next topic. Um, one of the reasons why I feel like most people in hip hop, especially, believe that Pusher T won that battle, it was because he was so prepared with the blackface picture, dropping the bombs in the song. Like, I think that song resonated <laughs> to a way in which Drake, like. Drake can recover by making hits, but he can't recover on any diss tracks with with Pusha. No. They didn't cancel him. They didn't get him out of here, man. They didn't get him out of here. No, he's still here because he makes hits. But they're trying to get Northam out of here, like, completely. And I don't think that the issue thing about Northam and political-wise is I don't know what a hit looks like after. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what a hit looks like after you stuff away like this. Mm. On that note, we'll come back. And talk about one of the things that we really, really want to talk about. It is the GG and Cheats top smoothest MC list of all time. We'll be back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, February 5th. You are listening to the Cheats Movement on WRIR. I am back. Gigi Broadway is back. Yes. Gigi, how you feeling? I'm drained, man. (laughs) (laughs) I am drained, but I'm here. Well, let's talk about something that has been going on on our Facebook page for a little while. Some people bought up some things, and we really want to bring it up as connoisseurs of hip-hop culture, fans of hip-hop themselves. One of the things that just came up, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, and I hopefully uh, you guys will rock with us. You'll engage, you'll email us about it. But we want to talk about who we consider the smoothest MCs of all time. 
smoothest MCs. Okay, now we got the what define what a smooth MC is for you. Well, I think we got to define it together. But my thing is when I think of smooth MCs, just from I'm thinking top to bottom fly. Okay. Outfit wise, style wise, never caught out of composure. Mm, okay. Never really caught, uh, or if they are caught out of composure, it's for a reason, like a good reason. You know what I mean? All right. Um, just always like never caught slipping. Never caught slipping in the street. If you see this cat, he's gonna be he's gonna be smooth. He's gonna talk smooth. If mm. he has to drop some music, it's gonna be, you know what I mean? Fire. It's gonna be re- not even fine. He's not the best MC of all time. But he's just not caught slipping. You know what I mean? Like, okay. you really can't catch him slipping. And so we already have. Does that does that clarify? It does. Yep. Okay. So we already have between me and you, like, we have at least three people. One OG and two like they're older, but I, I still say active-ish MCs. Yeah. That we would just like meritoriously put on the list. Like, there's no question. About these individuals on the list. So do we, who do we want to go? Like so, just for the for everyone that's listening, OG, legendary status of smooth MC of all time, Rock Hip, definitely, definitely New York good. City, never, never caught slipping. Never. I mean, just just came but, and picture him slipping. Personified fly, from top to bottom, one of the best MCs of all time. What is it when you think Rock Him? What, what do you think about Eric B and Rock Him? Do you think about the Eric B and Rock Him days? Do you think about how he's just he's aged well? Yes. Like, what do you think about Rock Him? He's just—he's like the epitome of smooth. You know what I mean? He's aging he's gracefully. He's smooth. Like he's thorough. He's like he's got the knowledge of self. Yeah. So uh, you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna have to put people in the hall. We're gonna write this down. Okay. Because once we just unanimous decision about Hall of Fame, like like he's in the smooth Hall of Fame. Let's without a doubt. Down. Without a doubt. Yeah. Who else you got? Oh, you know my man Cameron. Without a doubt. I actually co-sign Cameron. Nice. I, I do. I co-sign Cameron in. I don't know. If he, is he Hall of Fame status already? Uh, yes, he is. You better <laughs> believe it. <laughs> And here's the thing, because like some people will point out that Cameron has worn some crazy outfits, oh. like the pink when he had the whole, you know, when Dipset was had everybody in New York City and Harlem wearing pink mm-hmm. instead of red. Trendsetter, man. Uh, there was one time I believe that Cameron wore a cape. <laughs> I saw him wear a cape at a fashion show. I'm for real. The furs. I mean the furs. Oh, he's just to me. He's the epitome of smooth. <laughs> with the lyricism to match gotta so put him on there so he's all easy hall of fame status I think so, so I Cam- know so I mean I think I do think I think Cameron Dipset more so in that era there's a lot of stables in that era there's a lot of clicks there are a lot of people that could rhyme mm-hmm. but the swag that Dipset led by Cameron bought like again they had people rocking things that you would never rock from top to bottom I mean Jim Jones Jewels. At the time that Cameron was running the Dipset movement, it was a movement, and it was it was a fashion movement. Yeah, it was a you know what I mean. It wasn't just music. It was like it was a lifestyle. It's definitely a lifestyle. You can't mention swag in New York without mentioning. They had a wave. You know, they had a wave. It's crazy. You know who else is on the list? Uh, For I'm talking about unanimous consent. Yeah, (laughs) we bought him down to Richmond. You were probably still like. You probably scared him a little bit. You were hugging. There was a lot of hugs. 
a lot of inappropriate uh, conversation. I love that man. None other than AZ, Asiatic, the man, top to bottom. Not, I mean, Brooklyn Zone. Smooth as a baby's bottom. Never caught slipping. Never. AZ is Hall of Fame. Never caught slipping. I would go and say, obviously, a, um, I think a very talented MC from top to bottom. Like, Never got the never got the shine that he should have got. Maybe it was because he was so close to Nas at the time when they were both coming up together. Yeah. But I will tell you this: style wise, <laughs> never caught slipping. Never. Never caught without a fade. Never caught. I mean, from top to bottom. He even his guest spot in um, Belly <laughs> on the end of Belly guess smooth. Smooth. <laughs> Hall of Fame status. Definitely. All right, so for anybody listening, just to keep up, Hall of Fame status so far, Rakim, OG, Nas, no, we'll get to Nas, but OG, Cameron, Hall of Fame status, AZ, Hall of Fame status. I'm going to run past a few others, Gigi, and you tell me if they fit into the category of Hall of Fame, smoothest MC, yes, or we should not put them on the list. Are you ready? Yep. Andre 3000. That's hard for me, man. Because he's... Trendsetter. He's a trendsetter. Fa- people think swag. People, I think people think more eccentric, kind of like out there, more than like smooth. You know what I mean? Has, he, I ever, has he ever been caught slipping? Um, I'm going to go say yes. Is this... Yes. I'm going to say yes. Is this pre or post Erica Badu? No, I'm going to say all of it. You got to look at the whole body of work. Our Hall of Famers has never had a period of their lives where you were like, yo, I don't know what that brother is doing. They've okay. always been smooth. Oh, uh, see, so yeah. I, I feel like it's, it was a little rocky. So you think point. the Erica Badu face disqualifies Andre 3000 from being a top Hall of Fame like never caught slipping fashion cultural movement leader of the south type person fashion maybe he's definitely fashion forward but i don't know man it's just something it was a period that i I feel like he just wasn't as smooth as he could have been that might have just been me though i can see why you would put him on the list but hall of fame uh i don't know tough andre 3000 we're we're gonna leave it up to the jury we're gonna leave it up to the audience listening nas Yes. You can't, you can't put AZ in the Hall of Fame and not put Nas in the Hall you of can't. Fame. You uh, can't. Top to bottom smooth. I don't hint that that Khalees situation. See, it's always, you know what I mean? With the whole, I don't know, man. No, you know what? I can't I can't take it away from him. He got. He has to go in there. So you're putting Nas Hall of Fame. I'm putting Nas Hall of Fame. Even though, nah, man. I mean, like, in regards to when we're talking about swag, we're talking about leadership in that sense. Never caught slip. Nah. Never caught slip. I never seen him out of pocket. I seen him. I seen him. Uh, there was one incident. What's that? In Richmond. <laughs> it was an incident in Richmond, in which uh, on a, on a Fridays. Remember Fridays at sunset. On a Fridays at sunset. I don't know if anybody remembers this. Nas did a Fridays at sunset show where he came out, and you could already tell he had indulged a little bit in the Hennessy. Hennessy, excuse me. And he forgot the words to his own songs. Oh, I forgot about that. No, I'll take him off. No, no, no. no. I got to put him. I'm still putting him off. No. But there was a Nas incident in Richmond, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Let's get. Let's keep it going. 
Q-tip of a Tribe Called Quest. Is he <sighs> in the Hall of Fame smooth category? Mm, that's another tricky one. Because he's, he's smooth, but again, he's more so, I feel like, uh, he's like, I don't know. I was a yes until you reminded me of the Andre 3000 Erica Badu phase. Yeah. And then I remember there was a time where Q-Tip had went real bohemian. That's what that's like what's real bohemian. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, at the time, it was trend setting. Like it was, it was trend setting. But I, now I'm looking back on it like it was just a little too. You might have been caught slipping. I yeah. don't think we can put him in the Hall of Fame. Nah. All right. Uh, we're gonna do two more of these on the list, and then we'll move on. You had suggested one, and you're gonna have to fight for him and tell me why he belongs there. Because I would probably say no, but you said Royce the Five Nine. Yeah. I mean, now, fashion-wise, I can't really, like, vouch for him. I just remember a lot of velour jumpsuits. Which, I mean, they were hot back in the day. I, you couldn't tell me nothing without my velour jumpsuit, okay? Those were hot. Oh, Jesus. But his demeanor, his flow, his style, his swag, I mean, it's always, like, he's never bothered. He's never, like, pressure. You know, he's just always. I will say this. As an MC and as an artist and as a, as a, as a Jesse and an influencer, he has aged well. Absolutely. He's aged much better than when he started. You know what I mean? When he first started. Like, now, people are like, yo, Royce got something with Primo. Like, everybody's like, yo, we got to check this out. Like, yeah. It, it, I mean, he is really. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame. I don't know enough about him to be. I don't know enough about him to, to consider him default. And I've got a very strong. If anybody that's listening knows, I have a very strong East Coast bias. That's true. A very strong. Like, very strong. I do too, but yours is stronger than me. Very mine. strong. Very strong East Coast bias. Yeah. Uh, and we'll go. Oh, so. <laughs> Speaking of which, we don't even have to discuss him. Ghostface Killer is in the Hall of Fame. Ghostface oh, yeah. Killer, you know. Wonder Woman bracelet, Shay Shayla Ghost, from from top to bottom. Die. We don't even have to talk about it. Nah. I'll bring up one last one, and then you can tell me if it should be uh, Hall of Fame or up and coming. You'd mentioned Nipsey Hussle out of L.A. Yeah, you have to put Nipsey on. Swag, swag, swag. Ex- explain. I mean, again, like his style. Every interview is like effortless. I on do point. like his interviews. I like his. I like his entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. Okay. Yes, he he has one of the baddest women in the game, Laura London. Yes, but then he, you know, she. I mean, I no no not taking anything away from. Her. She seems like a wonderful woman. Uh oh. No, I mean, I mean, this is not the first rapper that she's been associated with. Right? Yeah, that's okay. true. But that doesn't matter. She still seems to be a very like that doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, all right, let's recap. OJ status Hall of Fame. Definitely, we said Rakim, uh, Az Cameron. We've said yes to Nas. You've said yes to Royce the Five Nine. <laughs> you have said yes to Nipsey Hussle. There is a no for both Q-Tip and Andre Three Thousand as of right now. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this list is reflective of Gigi. <laughs> you let me know what you think. You can always email the Cheats Movement. Uh, and while you do it, before we uh, take another break, while you email the Chiefs movement, make sure that you go to our iTunes page. Make sure you rate the show. We'd love to get five stars from you. We'd love to get a review. We're trying to build that up. Uh, so if you can do a review on the iTunes page, make sure you check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Chiefs movement on WRIR 97.3 FM. We will be right back after this.
Nah, I think we're good. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Cheats Movement on WRIR. That is going to conclude our program for tonight. Before we get out of here, Gigi Broadway, we have to thank a few people. I want to start by thanking just this station. Um, late yes. WRRR last Friday night had their annual kind of benefit party. Unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't make it, and I know you couldn't make it. We were not there. No. Uh, we will definitely be there next year. WRR is just an amazing home for the Cheats Movement. We do uh, want you to, you know, donate. It's an independent radio station. It is need. It needs your donation. It is run by your donations. They have an amazing team and amazing staff. Yes. I mean, we have been extremely welcome there. Um, so we're very excited to tell you and just like enthusiastically telling you, please support WRR. Make sure when they have any of their drives, their fun drives, make sure you support them. Please. They had a great, um, great event last Friday night, and and if you were there, I hope you enjoyed it because it's fantastic. Yes. Um, we always always want to thank the people that support this program. One of those key companies, one of those key sponsors for us, is Working Friends. Uh, formerly 804 RVA, but now it is officially rebranded as Working Friends on West Broad Street. Make sure you check them out. They are an amazing co-working space. And, you know, shout out to the whole team over there for always giving us so much love and support. Great. They're great. They are great, man. Make sure you check out Working Friends. Special shout out to the James River Writers. They had me on a panel last week about balancing. We talked about this a little bit, balancing work. And writing, being able to balance like your writing time and your work life. I picked up some gems. Yes. Gigi should have picked up some gems. I needed to pick up as many gems as I could. I mean, but one of the things that stands out about even participating on a panel like that um, is just show. I mean, people are busy, man. They're living their lives, they're doing so much, and creativity is so important in their lives. So they are are just so creative and trying to find ways to write to read to do photography and and especially for those that are writers james river writers is a great great support system they offer events they offer panels they offer retreats it's really cool to have to be in a community with writers that really put an emphasis and importance on writing so it gives you time in a way and gives you a support system if you need to work on your novel if you need that extra motivation to get up early in the morning and write or stay up late and write it was really cool to be in that environment i'm not used to that environment so it was very cool to be in that environment. and it's so necessary it's so needed so for anybody in richmond in particular please look up the james river writers they're doing some great things excited to uh be a part of them and i will be back um shout out to Kristen green and the whole team over there that really um helped us out but i will i will definitely be back they offer some really cool things gg i do have a parent moment Uh-oh. i will talk about before i get out of here my little man started tennis amazing he is very cool i think he he's you know he started tennis he does it after school first time today was the first time i went to a tennis lesson and I was very, very excited to go see him play tennis. Little bit of an issue. Uh-oh. Talk to me. The tennis instructor. I think I 
let me preface this by saying I have coached T-ball for three and four year olds. Um, I've seen the way that three and four year olds interact with their preschool teachers. Kid gloves, very sensitive. They understand that kids have energy. Kids may not stand in a straight line. This tennis coach seemed to be a little bit heavy-handed on the discipline, if you ask me. Didn't really sit right well. Didn't sit well early on. I like I watched the whole thing. <clears throat> Tried to be respective. Didn't want to get in his way. A little bit heavy-handed with the discipline, making sure that you know three and four-year-olds stand in line and pay attention. Not really feeling that. I will say t- tennis is close to my heart. Played it all my life, and I feel like you have to start them off with some discipline. Like I feel like. It has to start off like, look, this is what you need to do. You have to focus, get her done. Like, it's not something you can play around with. It's not T-ball mm. here. This is tennis. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying a little bit. And it's a new instructor. And there was like at least 10 kids in the class. They're all three and four. So, I mean, I think he might have had to assert some aggressiveness early on. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're three and four. You're not going to get you're not gonna get him not to chase a tennis ball. Like, I mean, it's just not going to. And so... Here's the thing. I could be tripping, right? Like, it was my first time, you know, first time I was excited for him because I'm a huge tennis fan. You know what I mean? I want my child to be a tennis player. I think it's I think it's awesome. He's got to watch his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's the bottom line. Just he's going to have to watch his mouth. I, I didn't, I, I kind of text my wife like, hmm. Don't know about the style this this guy's using, but apparently he has experience. I felt I felt very my, my, for anybody that knows Cameron. Cameron is, uh, a, you know, he gets excited when he gets excited. But he was very disciplined. He was in line. He was listening. He was doing a great job. That's because so he him. he didn't have no problems. But I'm just telling you. I don't know how this is going to happen for me long term. I mean, literally, he's four years old. It's my first child. I, I'm I'm used to sports. I'm used to sporting environments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm used to tough coaching. You know what I mean? But, I, like, I've never had this experience. I've never had the experience where it wasn't me being touch, tough coached. It was my son being tough coached. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this to say it's tough coached at four is a little. Yeah. It might be an overstatement. <laughs> but I was just like, is this what it's going to be like for the rest of my life? Might be. Might mm. be. Just don't be Mm-mm. one of those dads that's Mm-mm. like ready to choke slam the coach, you know? I'm not gonna physically get involved with any coach. I know that. He's gonna have to watch his mouth. <sighs> I think that's what it is. Literally he told three or four year olds today that don't wave at your parents. Can you give me your attention for twenty minutes? I mean I'm like he's three. What's wrong with that? Twenty he go- minutes. He see daddy, he gonna wave at daddy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today. Uh, you know, a lot going on in Virginia, a lot going on. A Make lot. sure you stay engaged. Please email us at the Cheats Movement. We really appreciate everyone listening. We really appreciate everyone being a part of this. So, until next time, Richmond. 